It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, October 20th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. The Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen has set for a final vote on an ordinance to end the Pruitt's Point TIF. Now, the way this TIF was set up, some of the sales tax collected at the popular shopping center went towards paying it off. Now that the debt is repaid, those sales taxes will start going to the different taxing bodies for that area, like the city, state, and fire district. The board will be voting on Thursday on whether or not to terminate and dissolve the TIF district. It's a great day for deeds at the lake. The Community Foundation of the Lake says their recent champagne campaign raised a jaw-dropping $50,000. Now all that money goes straight to Lake Area Charities. The Community Foundation is a kind of conduit for charitable giving at the lake. They help point donations in the direction the donor wants them to go, and they follow up to make sure the money is being used as it was intended. To learn more, visit communityfoundationofthelake.com. It's a great week for fun fall events here at the lake. Mecca Farms is back and better than ever. This lake area pumpkin patch boasts a 150-foot slide, corn crib, obstacle course, and more pumpkins than you can shake a stick at. Come out Saturday and Sunday for all of October and enjoy the fall fun. On Thursday, Lake Breeze Terrace is hosting a ghouls gathering for kids and adults alike. There will be kids games and a haunted maze for those 14 enough and if you're brave enough to try it looking for some non-spooky fun check out lake medical spas fall fiesta with giveaways food trucks and live demonstrations on thursday october 21st get more lake of the ozarks news at lakeexpo.com download a free app from the app store and google play lakeexpo.com the lake's trusted news source Join We the People of Camden County on Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach. Their guest speaker will be St. Louis Attorney Mark McCloskey, who is running for the United States Senate. We the People of Camden County will again ask the candidate to answer their six specific questions, as well as taking questions from those in attendance. Doors open at 5 and the event begins at 6.30. Attorney Mark McCloskey, Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach. Presented by We the People of Camden County. Front Porch Village, Too Fast, Run to the Porch, 5K and One Mile Walk Run will be held on October 30th at Lynn Creek Memorial Park. Check-in will be at 8 a.m. and the race run will start at 9 a.m. All proceeds for this event go to Front Porch Village. Front Porch Village is a non-profit tiny house community that will provide affordable, sustainable, and transitional housing for single-parent families in Camdenton. To register or to find out more information, please go to www.tickettaylor.com slash events slash tree 197 ministries. Hope to see you there. It takes a community to build a village. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When 
I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the Key with your monthly donation. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. Welcome in, 806. It is time for The Daily Show on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Where has the week gone? It's already Wednesday, the 20th day of 2021, uh, for the month of October, that is. We are at uh, about 54, 55 degrees. You're going to see plenty of sunshine today, maybe a few passing clouds, possibly even an isolated thunderstorm developing this afternoon. 75, the expected high. We'll drop down to 47 for the overnight low. Back up to 62 for the high tomorrow. Low tomorrow night of around 44. Great uh, sleeping with the windows open weather. Friday, the uh, forecast looking at uh, a mostly clear sky, high of around 69, 68 on Saturday with some scattered thunderstorms possible. Scattered thunderstorms and 75 on Sunday. Most of that rain, I think, on Sunday, as we uh, talked about yesterday, is going to be early on in the day, if at all. 25th of October, which is uh, Monday, 71 for the high. A low of 54 and a partly cloudy sky, then partly cloudy basically through the rest of next week with highs in the low 70s, uh, mid-60s, low 70s uh, for uh, next week. So... Uh, definitely some fall-like weather. Lots of things going on around uh, the area. Ike Skelton is going to join us here in just a little bit. We'll also take uh, a moment in the 9 o'clock hour to hear from a gentleman who is, uh, well, he's uh, really concerned about his son. And his son, unfortunately, uh, suffered a stroke here recently. And so they have put together a GoFundMe page for Uh, the son, and uh, he will check in with us uh, coming up at the 9 o'clock hour this morning. Basically, it's going to be me and Ike, and uh, your phone calls are welcome this morning. Again, 573-633-5357. 
KEYK5395. 808 and Chris Schneider standing by with a check of sports on the key. Thank you, KB. Good Wednesday morning. There's a whole lot of sports to talk about. Baseball playoffs, ALCS. The Astros score in the ninth to beat the Red Sox and even the series at two wins apiece. Game five goes in Boston this afternoon, 4 o'clock. In the meantime, the Dodgers rallied late to beat the Braves, 6-5. to five. So Atlanta up two games to one in that series. Game four in Los Angeles later tonight. Of course, the winners of those two series. The American League and National League Championship Series will advance to play in the World Series. Hockey, the Blues are 2-0. They'll be in Vegas tonight. The Blues' home opener will be against the Kings on Saturday. Friday night, high school football, 6-2 Camdenton with a huge game at home against 5-3 Rolla. They play for district uh, seedings as the playoffs are just around the corner. 3-5 Osage, home to 6-2 Blair Oaks. Same thing, big game for Osage ages they try to play for seating in the playoffs now you can see both lakers coach jeff shore and indians coach shannon jolly on lake tv's high school football coaches show every week during the season they talk about last week's game preview this week's showdown you can see the uh, coaches show tuesdays through fridays at 10 in the morning two in the afternoon and 6 p.m on lake tv also friday two and six eldon will be at one and seven for sales that's is Lake TV's Game of the Week, pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on Friday. As for college football, Mizzou has this weekend off. The Tigers are 3-4. and four. MSU Bears are 4-2. and two. They will be at North Dakota State Saturday. So there's your sports on this Wednesday morning, KB. Back to you. All right, thank you, Chris Schneider. 8.10 is our time. And we welcome you into this Wednesday edition of The Daily Show. Again, 54 degrees. And uh, looking pretty good for the day. 75, the expected high. Ike Skelton joining us. Good morning. Ike, what's up, buddy? I'm doing real good, man. Uh, Doing real good. Staying busy. Uh, Loving this weather you just reported on. It's beautiful. And we got some good things going on this weekend. Yeah, we sure do. Uh, Got that food truck festival out there at the Hillbilly Fairgrounds on Sunday from noon until 7. We had the folks in yesterday talking about that. I'm excited. I don't know about you. I like food. I love food. But I'm also a foodie, so it's not that I just enjoy sitting down and eating. It's that I enjoy the uh, creation aspect of food, all the different things you can do with it. You know, how easy it is to whip up, you know, say, uh, some burgers and some french fries. Sure, no sure. big deal, right? Right. But you see people take it to the next level with, instead of putting the cheese on top of the burger, they put the cheese in the burger. You're like the, the Ozarks Guy Fieri. I've been described as that. Oh, yeah. All right. I was dressed one time in a shirt and a headband, and I was in uh, a store, and the girl looked at me, and she said, you look like Guy Fieri. I said, no, Guy Fieri looks like me. I've been around longer. (laughs) There you go. So anyway, but uh, yeah, they're going to have this uh, great food truck festival. Excited about that. Today, Ike, is uh, World Osteoporosis Day. I had no idea. Uh, Bone health is important at any age, so it's important to spread the word. Today is uh, National uh, Day of Unity. Uh, This is uh, having to do with Bullying Prevention Month. October is Bullying Prevention Month. Um, Also, Hagfish Day. Today we learned that 
although not uh, the cutest, that these creatures play an important role in nature. The hagfish. Looks kind of like an eel almost. Uh, information overload day. Today is a good day to put down the devices and just walk away. There you Sit go. Sit down, relax, and... Uh, Read a book. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, boy. Read a book. Read a book. Who's done that in years? Wow. Oh, that's something ancient. <laughs> Today is International Chef's Day. Speaking of food, a day to uh, celebrate chefs and spread awareness about healthy eating. Ah. International Sloth Day. You know what a sloth is, don't you? Oh, of course. Yeah, the sloth that, uh, although sloths look like uh, some kind of furry bear, their uh, closest relatives are anteaters and armadillos. Huh. The sloth. Oh, the sloth. Miss American Rose three, Day. Is that the three-toed sloth? Uh, or yeah, just sloth well, in sloths general? in general. I oh, think right, they, okay. they all kind of fall into the category. <laughs> all right. We don't want to, hey, man, we don't want to leave any of the sloths out because you know it'll happen. <laughs> That's right. Lawsuits galore. Uh, Miss American Rose Day. Treat yourself as delicately as you treat roses this Miss American Rose Day. Okay. National Brandied Fruit Day. Brandied, yeah, you know, you fruit. Yeah, okay, get ready cool. to dig in. Yeah, right. Uh, National Day on Writing. Nothing's quite as scary as uh, staring at a blank piece of paper, trying uh-huh. to come up with something, uh-huh. but you can do it. You know, can I, can I take a second? Absolutely, for, jump can, in. Can you imagine when they were writing, let's say, for instance, the Declaration of Independence? Right. You had a piece of paper there and and a, and a quill pen. Uh-huh. You couldn't go back like we can edit on a computer now. Yeah, you know, and all those words that flowed together. And then just think about just the letters they wrote to each other. You know, when I write a letter, if I'm handwriting it, and you'll see a scribble mark here, and mm. I'll I'll scratch out a word, you know, or two or something like sure, that. Sure, I got you. You never see any of that on those documents. Isn't that fascinating? I, I just find that kind of fascinating that maybe they had their self so together then. Uh, that they could just pen a letter and not make any mistakes. And, they're, they're, and, and if you read some of the letters from, like, John Adams to Abigail Adams, um, th- there's passion and there's, 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 there's truth and there's information. And, and you, can f- you can almost feel the, the intense... Um, you know, he really missed his wife when he was out doing these different things. Feel the emotion. Yeah, the, the emotion. Longing. Exactly, right? Yeah, those, thank you. That's, that's the words I'm looking for. And in those letters, it's like they're written perfectly. I, I could never do that. So I just kind of, you brought that up about blank paper, and I just found that amazing. I've been thinking about that. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, and, and sitting down, you know, my mother, anytime we, we, we received gifts as kids, mm-hmm. we had to write a thank you letter to, to uh, whoever sent us a gift. That's cool. Yeah, mom always made us do that. And... First, what we did was we sat down, and she would help us kind of format the letter. You know, uh, everything had to be where it you know belongs. The, the, sure. The, the greeting and all that stuff, and, and the clothes, and the form. And she would help us format the letter, and we'd write it on like a piece of paper first, and then we transfer what we wrote from the paper okay. to the actual thank you note, so we didn't have to keep throwing away thank you notes. Well, I wonder if um, you know maybe that's how the the founders did it with their different. But see, they they didn't. I mean, everybody even think paper was very very limited at that right. time. I mean, you didn't just have paper mills cranking out you know notebook nope. after notebook. You no. Know? So uh, just neat stuff. Yeah. Well, it uh, is obviously something to think about as we have uh, Matt Burns rolling in here this morning. Good morning, buddy. On uh, what is also National Medical Assistance Day, and support your local Chamber of Commerce Day. Woohoo! Support your local Chamber of Commerce Day. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. And so uh, those are some of the things to think about today. What's going on, Matt? 
Oh, not a heck of a lot. I thought I'd swing in here and how, see how the two brains are going this Good morning. morning. The Good two morning. brains. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Ike's wearing his uh, o- his best Osama bin Laden camouflage this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got the big red one on there. Well, okay, so. all right, we'll go with big red <laughs> one. Then. He's uh, he's a, I, I I never really looked at it as Osama bin Laden. I don't know why. Have you ever seen those old photos of Osama? You know, he's got I, yeah, his AK and he's yeah. got that old style. Yeah, but this this is the new. This is the very newest uh, uh, army issue stuff right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. this is the high Well, maybe stuff. maybe he was wearing the uh, Russian camo. That could be. They took from actually, the 80s. You know, actually <laughs> what was left was, over in Afghanistan. That's right. he, he was wearing he was actually wearing US uh US uh, woodland uh, pattern camouflage. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I wore most of the time while I was in the service, but you know, we gave so much of that stuff away as surplus gear over to different countries that it's flowing around it everywhere. seems to be a uh, recurring it thing, is yeah, it? yeah yeah right yeah they yeah. gave it away like clothes you know i mean it, <laughs> yeah. it was clothes, but i mean they gave it away just like uh, here you go because you could find it in any army surplus store anywhere yeah, in the country sh- you sure could we used to have a really and 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 i'm i'm, I'm really bummed out about this i know you're uh, Ike, your brother has got uh, a lot of uh, yeah, tactical stuff, tactical, huh? and he's got some. He's got some, uh, you know, surplus stuff yeah, for people but to buy. But I, I miss. Uh, we used to have a, an army surplus store up in St. Louis. Was it Uncle Sam's? Uh, remember those stores? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think it might have been. Um, and, and and then there was another local guy that had a army surplus store, and, and we used to go in there all the time and shop for stuff. And that was like to a young kid. Uh, maybe not every young kid, no, but to you. this young kid, yeah. that was like, you know, hit the jackpot, man. Absolutely. You found the honey hole. That's this right. Is, uh, this is awesome. Look yeah. at all this cool stuff. You know, like they'd have old bombs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so uh, we would always say, uh, now, if we bought that bomb and it was real, <laughs> who would we use it on? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about teachers. This is when I was a kid. But we would always talk about, like, oh, we'll get that principal that always gives us detention or sure, sure. whatever. We'll fix them. Sure. So, yeah, the Army Surplus Store was like a, it was like a treasure trove. Yeah. You could not go in there without coming uh, out with at least five or ten things. Yeah, yeah. And if you, if you, if you were a young kid and you just got a patch, you, I mean, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool stuff just right there, you know. The or cool Any kind of camouflage you could wear, that was that was like a double bonus. We always got like the uh, the, the face paint and stuff that you could put yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Those little sure. things of face paint. Yeah, chem sticks. Yeah. Yeah, or the, yeah the, the camouflage sticks. Or we'd yeah. get like, they'd have, sometimes they'd have like some of the MREs in there and you could buy some of those. Yeah, sure, sure. So, and meals ready to eat, by the way, for those yeah. at home that Ate don't know plen- what MRE means. Eating plenty of them things. Whew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always liked them. They're not bad. I mean, uh, one of the fun things we did with MREs, because they, they used to have, and maybe they still do, a lot of dehydrated stuff in it, and there was a dehydrated beef patty. And if you put that dehydrated beef patty in a uh, mixture of ramen noodles uh-huh. or just the ramen uh, powder they had in there along with the beef flavor, and you put that and let it reconstitute, that wasn't too bad when you're out in the field and you, know, you needed something warm. Yeah, it's not too bad food. Beggars can't be choosers, you know? No, no, no. Is that, is that the uh, apocalypse food? Is that what that is? No, that's all they, you know, man, <laughs> maybe. We'll Your best see what zombie happens. food? You better have some around. If you don't have a few of them laying around, you might be in trouble well, someday. You know, and that, and that kind of leads into something that I wanted to talk about this morning, and both of you obviously can contribute to this, that the, uh, there's a billionaire supermarket owner out there that has warned that food prices will go up tremendously. And I don't know about either one of you who does the grocery shopping in your family. I normally do it, and um, I will say that I go, uh, there are several, it's kind of funny because this was implanted in me, embedded in me when I was a child. 
I would go over to my grandma's house, and my two aunts lived with my grandma. And on Saturdays in the morning, early in the morning, my aunt would have all these grocery store sale ads spread out all over the yep. table. Yeah. I'm going to go here to get this and here to get this. And I would, I would, just thinking to myself, I would say, self, here's what's interesting. She's going to save all this money at the store, but she's driving all over St. Louis, so she's spending <laughs> the money in gas. Yeah. So is she really, right? Is she really saving yeah. the money? To her, she felt like she was saving money. So, so no problem. But, you know, and, and I don't know how you, either one of you guys shop, if you shop for your families or not, but I do. I, and, and I've yeah. made it a point to become more aware of what's going on and, and trying to buy items that are on sale, you know. And stocking up is something else that I do. You know, if I yeah. go yeah. and you go down the, say you go down <laughs> the, the, the aisle with all the sauce, I might grab an extra jar of mayonnaise or some mustard or some ketchup or, yep. you know, whatever I want to marinate uh, some meat in to throw on the, on the barbie and just have it handy. So, you know, when it's time to do that, you, you've already got what you need. Yeah, it's kind of like canned vegetables. You know, whether whether I know we've got enough at home, I'll still grab one or two things of corn or green beans or something of that nature. That way, you know, you always got it stocked up. Yeah. And like you said, you know, refried beans or whatever. Well, got to have taco seasoning around all the time. Oh, you gotta, absolutely. Got to act buy a bag of that every time. And the problem now is you're... <clears throat> I guess if you're going to do that, you better do it now because they're saying not only is prices going to skyrocket, scarcity, shortages, and they're saying massive shortages across the board are coming. And that is really bad because it drives panic and fear, which causes this super bulk shopping where people just go in and hoard. hoard. Yeah, hoard. And then the shelves really get bare. Well, and and then you know, I, not I, to scare anybody. But. Well, you know, well, not really. No, and, and and I just think that's smart. I think that's just a smart way to shop. You know, you stock up on things, so you have it when you need it. You know, the big, and 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 we joked about it and we laugh about it, and now we think it's funny. But uh, remember trying to find a uh, you know toilet paper and paper towels and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah, but why did it go short? It, there was a, a shortage in the supply chain, and then hoarding. Yeah. Yeah. And and another thing too is is I don't know if you guys remember this, but a lot of people from big cities were going to small towns to do their grocery shopping, because the big cities were getting wiped out in a hurry, and there was a lot of uh, you know you mentioned the fear and paranoia aspect of this. So then you've got people out there shooting one another over a roll of a roll of toilet paper, and you think it's funny, but it happened. It actually happened. Well, I hadn't heard that, but I believe you, brother. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, you know, we have a, a supply chain in America, and if you'll notice, a lot of these stores, when they count their stuff, you know, they're, they're looking to, uh, they, they go on averages. So if you go through, a, you know, 20 of something in a, in a week, well, then you might order 22 for the next week. But you're not ready for that influx of people coming in and buying everything out to where, okay, by next week we want to have 50 of these instead of 20 of them. Right. And it's, it's, it's a little overreactionary. So that, that part of why we have that gap, you know, they don't want to keep too much stock around. Have you ever noticed like Dollar General? I mean, they've got racks and racks of stuff just sitting there waiting to get put out on the shelves. Yep. And uh, the two or three people they got working there can't run the registers and go stock the shelves at the same time. So that leads part of a problem well, as well. I'll tell you what, these shutdowns, people don't realize that these, these shutdowns and lockdowns, and they're still doing them in some places, 
have is created so much long-lasting damage. Sure has. It, people just don't even realize. They're starting to realize it now because you had uh, all of this workforce laid off. A lot of it hasn't come back. Now you've got this flood of product coming in. Nobody can get it off the docks. Nobody can get it off the shi ships onto the shelves. Uh, prices are just going outrageous in part because of it, in part because of our reckless spending, which is going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So... I don't think people really understand that this is going to affect us for years. And look at these individuals in California. What they've you know. done. Absolutely. Look at the individuals in California now. You can't even have a truck, a diesel truck over a certain age, go somewhere into California to pick up a load of whatever and bring it, bring it out here to the rest of the country. You know, California for a very long time, their ports obviously are incredibly important. But for a long time until they, they cut off the water supply, California kind of supplied the rest of this country and vegetables, you know, and fruits and vegetables throughout a particular time, especially during the winter season around here. That's where most of your fruits and vegetables were coming from, were from California. A lot of them do still. Uh, a lot of uh, nut products, you know, cashews and whatever the case might be, uh, come from California. And if you can't get, and they don't even allow owner-operators in there now. They're not allowing owner-operators. They're not allowing certain age trucks to come into California. And did you know that those fools finally went ahead and said you cannot have an internal combustion engine lawnmower, weed eaters, gas blowers? Those things are gone. You cannot have that in California anymore. And I don't know if there's a grandfathered clause in there or something, but otherwise you can't have any of this stuff. California, they're going to run into a serious... They've already had shortages on electricity. You just wait. Wait until all these new rules and rolling, laws are really coming Rolling in. blackouts and brownouts. Yeah. It's going to be solid. It's yeah. going to be rolling. It's going to be solid. Well, you know, and then here, Pacific Gas and Electric, <laughs> electric recently got... Uh, got sued and then charged with murder because of the way their power lines are, are, are set up, that, that they're older power lines. Well, what, is this, what are they supposed to do? Well, how, how are these people supposed to get anything done if they keep just lumping on more and more rules and regulations? They're, they're never going to get out from underneath it. As soon as one area gets cleared up, well, then they'll start, to, they'll start to overdoing it somewhere else. Well, you would think that that would make sense to them. The problem is... The, the people who are making these rules that live on high up on the hill in the gated community, it doesn't affect them. They don't have to live by those things. No, they, you're right. they, they've got it all already taken care of for themselves. See, these little rules are for the peons, okay? Not for them. A lot of truth. So, yeah. so they don't care. Well, it's obviously very true because of the situation surrounding Nancy Pelosi where everybody else had to be under lockdown and she got to go out and have, yeah. her, have her, her, her blow dry or whatever the heck she right, did. It didn't right. help any. No. Um, 573-633-5395 if you'd like to uh, chime in here this morning. We've got Ike Skelton, who's a regular on Wednesdays. Matt Burns joining us as well. Both of these guys with the BS Nation, by the way, which is a great program. 573-633-5395. Come on and uh, give us a call and let us know what you think. Uh, are, 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 we, are we in inbounds, so to speak? Are we heading in the right direction? Or uh, is it three guys just kind of sitting around here uh, <laughs> prophesizing on uh, on what could possibly happen? I think most of us, um, the three of us anyway, have been around long enough to uh, have dealt with a variety of different uh, crises, as they call them, over the years. 
uh, you know, the, the big gas shortage we had back in the 70s when, when Carter was president. Uh, that really uh, put us through a lot. Of course, more, more recently, what happened in uh, 2007, 2008, and uh, oh, where the oh. economy went there. And, uh, you know, fortunately, here in the last few years, we've been riding a nice wave at the Lake of the Ozarks, but we uh, have uh, kind of dealt with what the rest of the country is dealing with in terms of uh, supply and demand. You know, if you want to have a dock built, right. you, you might want to, you know, not plan on having it done within the next uh, six months or maybe even within the next year because of the supply shortage. If you uh, want a new boat, a uh, new personal watercraft, again, there are some uh, issues there. Uh, real estate is at a, at, a, at a premium, and so uh, hopefully here at the Lake of the Ozarks, we can continue to uh, get through uh, with the uh, the nice r- wave that we've been riding. But uh, how long do you think that wave is uh, is going to last? Or do you think we've got at least another year or more in us? I, I think we probably do here at Lake of the Ozarks, if not more. You know, uh, the lake is unique because those that have the money. Uh, are going to spend it somewhere, and I think a lot of folks are spending it here, not just to get their second home, but to uh, come down here and live. There's a lot of people, look, my business um, has just been staying steady. You know, there used to be an ebb and flow to it, and uh, it gets super crazy now in the, in the summertime, and still in the winter we, we, we stay kind of steady because there's more folks down here now. There's just more people living here. And uh, so... I think we're probably on for a good run, and I believe maybe that, um, you know, we have some folks around here that produce an awful lot of uh, produce and, and vegetables and things, and we have meat producers right here in the area. Yes, we do. You know, I can go out to a farmer and uh, buy, a, buy a half a cow, but here's a problem getting that sucker butchered yeah because a lot of the butcher areas have you know butcher plants are having serious problems keeping up uh, they did a year ago wasn't it a well yeah just last year during the pandemic or what have you wasn't it a problem getting getting something processed a so, lot of the uh, guys that would normally process your deer they weren't doing they it. weren't doing it i know no. the butcher shop they they just didn't have the time because they were so busy doing other things uh, i think they were able to make a few exceptions with uh, with folks on different things but uh here is uh here is something that you know traditionally uh, you normally you normally have somebody do for you, which kind of falls back on what you and I were talking about earlier. People being more self reliant, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and knowing how to maybe butcher their own deer once they kill it. It's easy to go out shoot it. You know, you sure. maybe who knows maybe you field dress it, cut it down a little bit, and then you want specific things done. Well, now maybe you're just going to have to. Uh, Learn how to do the whole thing yourself. Sure, I couldn't. I I could not properly butcher a cow or a pig or heck, I haven't even properly butchered a deer. I mean, you know, we've. I, I'm not. I'm not a big hunter, but anywho. Uh, so yeah, a lot of those. You're a big uh, eater, though, aren't I you? I am a big eater. Okay. You betcha. I'll eat it. But uh, <laughs> even canning or preserving things in different ways, you know, um, this is one thing my dad used to do when we would go to the store. We were talking about earlier about. Every single time he got a bag of salt and he got a or you know a box of salt and right. a bag of sugar, didn't matter if we had twenty of them on the shelf at the house. Yeah, he would get a box of salt and a bag of sugar. And you know, I was like, well, "What's going on here, Daddy?" He said, "Well, those are preservative sort of things too. And if it ever really goes terrible, those those are commodities. There was a time where there were wars over salt. Oh yeah, salt salt's a huge deal, especially if you don't have modern canning techniques and pr- preservation techniques. Salt is incredibly important. So some of those things might become a little more important. In the you, you know, I think as long as the rest of the world continues, and or even the country continues to keep doing what they're doing." 
we are going to be a haven almost for refugees of people in our own country. They're fleeing here to escape that. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can provide, you know, homes and opportunity, to, uh, they're going to come here. Need to get Frosty Holdridge on the program to talk about how the country is uh, is is just really almost to the breaking point when it comes to bringing in people from other countries and providing for them like we do. Gentlemen, we need to jump in for an information break. 832, Stacey Johnson from Lake Expo bringing us local news on uh, on the key. I'm Stacey Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, October 20th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. The Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen has set for a final vote on an ordinance to end the Pruitt's Point TIF. Now, the way this TIF was set up, some of the sales tax collected at the popular shopping center went towards paying it off. Now that the debt is repaid, those sales taxes will start going to the different taxing bodies for that area, like the city, state, and fire district. The board will be voting on Thursday on whether or not to terminate and dissolve the TIF district. It's a great day for deeds at the lake. The Community Foundation of the Lake says their recent champagne campaign raised a jaw-dropping $50,000. Now all that money goes straight to Lake Area Charities. The Community Foundation is a kind of conduit for charitable giving at the lake. They help point donations in the direction the donor wants them to go, and they follow up to make sure the money is being used as it was intended. To learn more, visit communityfoundationofthelake.com. It's a great week for fun fall events here at the lake. Mecca Farms is back and better than ever. This lake area pumpkin patch boasts a 150-foot slide, corn crib, obstacle course, and more pumpkins than you can shake a stick at. Come out Saturday and Sunday for all of October and enjoy the fall fun. On Thursday, Lake Breeze Terrace is hosting a ghouls gathering for kids and adults alike. There will be kids games and a haunted maze for those 14 enough and if you're brave enough to try it looking for some non-spooky fun check out lake medical spas fall fiesta with giveaways food trucks and live demonstrations on thursday october 21st get more lake of the ozarks news at lakeexpo.com download a free app from the app store and google play lakeexpo.com the lake's trusted news source Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. The serving table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares and we need volunteers to join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook for The Serving Table. Key Radio is fortunate to have the support of our local underwriters. They make it possible to bring you our local programming. Thank you to Firefly Valley Farms, Skelton Key & Lock, 
Victoria Station, Jennings Insurance Group, and Skelton Tactical. You can support local programming by becoming an underwriter or to make your tax-deductible donation, call Key Radio at 573-280-0532. Thank you for supporting Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 The Key. Join We the People of Camden County on Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach. Their guest speaker will be St. Louis Attorney Mark McCloskey, who is running for the United States Senate. We the People of Camden County will again ask the candidate to answer their six specific questions, as well as taking questions from those in attendance. Doors open at 5, and the event begins at 6.30. Attorney Mark McCloskey, Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach, presented by We the People of Camden County. Front Porch Village, Too Fast, Run to the Porch, 5K and One Mile Walk Run will be held on October 30th at Lynn Creek Memorial Park. Check-in will be at 8 a.m. and the race run will start at 9 a.m. All proceeds for this event go to Front Porch Village. Front Porch Village is a nonprofit tiny house community that will provide affordable, sustainable, and transitional housing for single-parent families in Camdenton. To register or to find out more information, please go to www.tickettaylor.com slash events slash tree 197 ministries. Hope to see you there. It takes a community to build a village. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. All right, 837 is our time. Welcome back. Seeing a few clouds this morning. We're going to hit a high of about 75 degrees before it is all said and done. And maybe they, uh, they are saying that we might see maybe an isolated shower or thunderstorm sometime this afternoon. I guess it wouldn't be bad. I I will say, gentlemen, it's been a rough year. And I haven't, you know, we started getting the... Uh, uh, I guess less rain in uh, in August, and we didn't have a whole lot of rain uh, in July. And we've had some off and on, but we haven't had those gully washers we had earlier in the year. And so I really haven't maintained the yard as I normally would. And do I feel bad? Not really. No, not at all. But it, it'll get taken care of here within the next week. We'll get our final get our final mow in for the year, and then start waiting for the leaves to fall from the trees. Seventy five, the high. 47 the expected low tonight, back up to 62 for the high tomorrow, uh, 69 on Friday, some scattered showers and thunderstorms possible Saturday and Sunday, Saturday's high of 68, a low of 60, 75 the high on Sunday, a low of 58, looks like 71 with a partly cloudy sky on Monday, partly cloudy and 72 on Tuesday, and basically we'll get back into that fall weather where we belong, oh baby. It is uh, 8.38, quick check of sports with our good buddy, Mr. Chris Schneider. Then we'll get back to conversation with Ike Skelton and our special guest, Matt Burns, joining us today. Both these guys from the BS Nation, and you can hear that program right here on uh, The Key. Of course, uh, we've got it for you uh, a couple of times a week. Gentlemen, I know it's on uh, Mondays at uh, 10 o'clock, and then I believe again on Saturdays at uh, 10 o'clock as well. Good conversation and a lot of great guests on the BS Nation with Matt Burns and Ike Skelton and sports from Chris Schneider on Lake TV. Thank 
WTKB. Good Wednesday morning. There's a whole lot of sports to talk about. Baseball playoffs, ALCS. The Astros score in the ninth to beat the Red Sox and even the series at two wins apiece. Game five goes in Boston this afternoon, 4 o'clock. In the meantime, the Dodgers rallied late to beat the Braves, 6-5. to five. So Atlanta up two games to one in that series. Game four in Los Angeles later tonight. Of course, the winners of those two series, the American League and National League Championship Series will advance to play in the World Series. Hockey, the Blues are 2-0. and They'll be in Vegas tonight. The Blues' home opener will be against the Kings on Saturday. Friday night, high school football, 6-2 and Camdenton with a huge game at home against 5-3 and Rolla. They play for district uh, seedings as the playoffs are just around the corner. 3-5 and Osage, home to 6-2 and Blair Oaks. Same thing, big game for Osage as they try to play for seeding in the playoffs. Now you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's High School Football Coaches Show every week during the season. They talk about last week's game, preview this week's showdown. You can see the uh, Coaches Show Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, and 6 p.m. on Lake TV. Also Friday, 2 and 6 Eldon will be at 1 and 7 for sales. That is Lake TV's Game of the Week, pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on Friday. As for college football, Mizzou has this weekend off. The Tigers are 3 and 4. MSU Bears are 4 and 2. They will be at North Dakota State Saturday. So there's your sports on this Wednesday morning, KB. Back to you. Thank you, Chris Schneider. Six, make it 841. I don't know why I said 641. <laughs> Sometimes old habits die hard, right? Yeah. Uh, it is 841. Ike Skelton, Matt Burns, KB, we're hanging out here on The Daily Show. Your phone calls are welcome at any point, folks. You know, here's, here's the thing, right? So people said, what we want you to do is get some sort of a phone system so that we can call in and interact with you and your guests and everybody else. And so we did that. Now you got to call in. And now you got to call in. 573-633-5395. 573-633-KEYK. That is how it is all set up and established. So uh, give us a call. Matt Burns, you said earlier that um, the rules are being established for the uh, the peons and not the elite. That's right. Well, yeah, the haves and the have-nots. Ted Cruz introduced a bill this week to transfer migrant detention facilities from border towns to ritzy areas where Democrat elite host their uh, cocktail parties, such as Martha's Vineyard. President Biden and Democrats need to step up to defend our southern border and support our heroic customs and border protection officials, he said. The bill dubbed the Stop the Surge of Unsafe Rio Grande Encampments Act, or SURGE, would help the federal government get control of the southern border after President Joe Biden willingly surrendered it to dangerous criminal cartels without any thought given to the South Texas border communities like McAllen and Del Rio. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Ike. Well, this reminds me when they wanted to put the wind farms off of Martha's Vineyard or out there somewhere on the East Coast in Nantucket or whatever, I don't know where, and all those folks got up in arms, oh, we don't want to see those windmills out there on the horizon, out in the ocean. Well, you want the that type of electricity, don't you? But you don't want it in your backyard, and that, isn't that always the case? Yeah, they, they would prefer to have it in some farmer's field, you know, that's been, yeah. been, been around for 150 years. Let's, let's wipe his field out. That's okay. Yeah, but, we don't need those row crops. I mean, yeah, that's not important stuff. Yeah, right. We don't, we don't yeah, that. I think it's great that Ted Cruz is doing that. It's never going to happen. No. But I think it's great. And I, 
It's more symbolic than anything else. Sure. When when Donald Trump was president, and I said what he should do. I'm not a fan of eminent domain at all, but I was in favor of him using eminent domain to take the lot right next to Nancy Pelosi's home <laughs> and put in a homeless shelter uh-huh. right there. Right, right, right. And right. say, well, it, here you are. You against poor people? Sure, I mean, right, yeah. what, what do you? I mean, sure. that's the way you have to go at these people. I'm sorry to say, it sounds bad to have to do that, but I mean, <laughs> look, if you're she would step over a homeless person to get in front of a camera and tell oh. you how she's going to help people on the border. Yeah, oh, sure, of course, of course. Step over them. She'd have that person physically removed <laughs> so she wouldn't have to step oh, over Oh, that's that. right. That yeah. is right. Have yeah. them removed first and clean up the area. And that, Yeah, you're right, KB. That's right. Call out one of her minions and just have that individual. Room. But, you know, that type of hypoc- hypocrisy comes from, uh, uh, comes from the left all the time, I think, and we see it in a lot of different ways. Um, and uh, it's it's continuously do as we say and not as we do, you know. And and uh, they have kind of their own little standards, and and uh, the rest of us have the standards that they want to mandate. Right, right. Well, and, and you know the new thing now is this, oh tax the rich, and let's put this slogan out here like AOC had had on the back oh, of her dress, tax yeah. the rich. Okay, AOC, you pay the tax. You have the money. Write the check to the treasury right now. Don't wait for the government to force you to do it. Just go ahead and do it, and let's see how that works out and see if you can convince the rest of us to do it. Yeah. It's never going to happen. No, I like these big uh, – Warren Buffett said, they, well, I could afford to pay more, and some of these well, other Well, then big, do it. Yeah, well, yeah, do it, Bill Gates. Just write the check. They'll accept it. I assure you of that, but don't impose it upon us. Well, all you have to do is uh, just maybe don't – you know what? Let's let's all not, let's all just stop paying our taxes. Let's just stop paying our taxes. Let's stop supporting people that use our money frivolously and for stupid things. And and just uh, that that's maybe what we need to do. But oh well, you know, uh, I I don't think collectively there's enough people that would would do that in order to really make any kind of an impact on. Uh, what's going on in this country because we fear the IRS too terribly much. Well, not only that, but they've got the system rigged. You know, it's rigged. I mean, it comes directly out of your paycheck already. Uh, You know, I would bet you, and I I don't know the percentage, don't get me wrong here, I don't want to make too big a judgment here, but I I would bet at least 50% of the people that get a paycheck Friday, when they look on that paycheck and they see FICA and the other things, they have no idea what those actually, what those really are. I know their tax is coming out, but what are they coming out for? And I, I remember when I was in basic training, uh, we got paid in this funny money. It was a script-like. Mm-hmm. And, and we would start at one end of the table, and we would pay out a certain portion, and then we'd pay out a certain portion, and then when we got at the end, we had what was ever left. And I believe that if you did that at an employer every Friday at one station, I would give you your full paycheck. And then the next station, you went out and you paid your federal taxes. Then you paid your Social Security taxes. Then you paid your Medicare taxes. And then you went over and you paid your state taxes. And then you paid your local taxes. And by the time you were done, you'd, you'd be ready for a revolt. And, <laughs> and, and uh, to put the icing on the cake, have some senators standing there going, and by the way, we're going to raise your taxes yeah. even more. Yeah, yeah maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe old Mike Kehoe came down here yesterday. I didn't get to go see him. I, I uh, saw him. Maybe was... he could be standing around and uh, those dirty boogers raised our gas taxes, went around the Hancock Amendment, him and, and uh, Schatz, Senator Schatz, and, and the rest of the... Rowden, like, Senator Rowden. Yeah, yeah, that dirt bag up there in Jefferson City. We don't talk, I, I know I do and we do on this station, and I, pray, I thank you for that, but I don't believe that the rest of the state um, and other states in the nation really think about their local politics 
nearly as much as they should. They focus continuously on national politics, which are screwing us up as much as anything else. But uh, look at all the damage that is being done right here in local uh, politics and local communities. I, you know, a couple of years ago when I first moved here, there was a fight over whether they were going to have single trash haulers over in Osage Beach. Mm-hmm. And I unfortunately did not follow up on that because it was kind of like a three-year some sort of a three-year study or something you had to do before you could do it. But, mm-hmm. but uh, all of these different little things that happen here at local governments and the state government, and uh, those are the ones that really affect us every single day, um, that we actually have the ability to control in some aspect because I can go up to Jefferson City and I can tell those guys, no, don't do this. And if you get enough of us, I'm here to tell you they won't do it. I've seen it before, been part of it. Uh, it's when we stop. Uh, badgering them and stop being that voice is when they uh, kind of just impose their will upon us. Here's something you want to talk about local politics. Now, we have Dave Moppin on from uh, time to time. Mm-hmm. He's uh, normally on on Friday. She won't be on this Friday because I guess he's going to take – he's retired. The guy's retired, and he's still working at a fever pitch. Yeah, he puts together the uh, blog uh, Among the Dogwoods, and, uh, you know, in, in past – weeks that we've had uh, Dave on, we've always been talking about um, our county commission giving the people at these commission meetings an opportunity to speak. Oh, and, I was there yesterday. And it happened. doesn't happen. And it uh, it's a process where uh, you have to submit an email to all three commissioners, and then they'll put you on the agenda and give you the opportunity to speak. Oh. So... Um, this uh, commission meeting yesterday, mm-hmm. it was uh, presiding Commissioner Hasty who started off by stating that the commission was going to start allocating time in the agenda for public comment from citizens. Right. Citizens would sign their name and get three minutes to address the commission on any item on the agenda. He also mentioned that citizens could use that time to request that items be added to future agendas. Uh, John Beckett asked if there uh, could also be a public comment section after the agenda. Commissioner Hasty said they would also probably add a public comment section at the end. This was welcome news since uh, we've been asking for a public comment portion of the agenda for some time now. Now, I'm certainly not going to, you know, take credit for this, but I mean, this is something that we have been talking about for such a, uh, it was almost week after week when Dave was here. And, and thank you so much to Dave for his vigilance in staying on top of these commission meetings and letting people know what is going on because. 10 o'clock on any given day, um, mostly Monday through Friday, is not a time when most people are able to get off of work uh, or what have you to attend a a commission meeting. So now the commission has done two two things, which I think are based on uh, the pressure that's been put on them by the people. They're now videotaping their meetings, and they're also, and Ike, you're smirking. Where are they videotaping? I've not seen that. Where's the access to that at? Individuals are. I don't think the commission is. Well, but the the commission has discussed videotaping commission meetings. And, you know, when that will happen, I don't know. But it it has been brought up. It's in the works. And people are in the – well, they – now, okay, here we go with (laughs) – if we're going to do this, guys, you know, if you want this done and you want it done right so it doesn't cause another another issue or another problem – then I'm sure that there are procedures that they have to go through. They probably have to find the type of equipment, uh, and they well, have to find true. the best equipment for the lowest price, yeah. or do they bid it out, or well, how do they do this whole process? But I'm just saying, yeah. you know, you want this done, and they're going to do it. Well, then, uh, obviously, there's a process that they have to go through. So now you've got them talking about videotaping commission meetings and adding public comment 
to uh, these uh, these commission meetings as well. So, you know, we're talking about local government taking some heat, and and and, and I don't know if it's because uh, you know somebody somebody's running for re-election, <laughs> uh, or you know, ding, ding. so, or perhaps it could be from a lawsuit. You know, I don't know because. Yeah, he started off the meeting, the presiding commissioner started off the meeting by saying, well, you know, we've never really had any order to these meetings. So I'm sitting there thinking, how can someone be out of order if there is no order? <laughs> you well, know, and, and I was at the meeting yesterday, and they did do public comment, which is nice, and I'm glad they did it. Uh, and, and all the points you just raised, KB, those are all great points. But there was something. There was a button. <laughs> there was something that that really uh, annoyed me, and there was some sort of a heated discussion over the TCLA. Now I don't know a whole lot about the TCLA. So, Clark County Logic Association. Yeah, I know what it stands for, but that's about it. <laughs> right. Okay. So they were going back and forth. Well, Commissioner Gohagen a number of times tried to uh, you know ask questions, tried to. Um, you know, weigh in with some thought, and every single time, the presiding commissioner Greg Hasty would cut him off, say, "Oh, now James, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not going to do that." This went on the entire meeting, and it's been going on for months and months and months and months. So during the public comment period, <clears throat> I wasn't planning to speak at all. But whenever I heard the second district commissioner say, "Well, you know, we've thoroughly debated this, you know, and uh, <clears throat> we've taken a vote." That irritated me because I didn't feel like they were actually allowing a good debate. Mm -hmm. So I, I took the opportunity to speak, and I said, listen, you guys are really not allowing James to debate because you cut him off, and you've been doing it for months and months. So then the second district commissioner says, well, can you give me an example? I said, well, you did it in this meeting. They're right for one thing. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, can you give me another example? So James said, well, I'll give you an example. Well, as he started to give him an example, you Greg cut, cut him off. <laughs> and I said, there you go. Well, so, all right. So, first of all, if I, if I might be so bold, if, uh, if you're inclined, folks, uh, I would invite you out to the key gathering place uh, next Monday. What, I think it's 630? Mm -hmm. 630 on the 25th? Yes. 6.30 on the 25th. For a special announcement from myself and uh, my buddy here, Matt Burns. Um, and uh, come on out and see us for a few minutes that evening, and you'll find out some fun stuff. So here's the thing. You know, you can have these public comments, and there's a way of doing it, and it's called Robert's Rules of Order. And you do have some order into some things. And there are proper ways for an individual in a panel, such as the uh, James Gohagen, to be able to ask questions of a witness or a public comment or what have you. And you have to do it the right way, and that presiding commissioner then needs to know uh, how that right way is. And you ask to inquire of that individual. And then you ask that individual questions. Now, you, I, I just kind of believe that in, in this type of entity, there should be a standing order on the agenda, and the very first thing on that agenda should be public comment, and the very last thing on that agenda should be public comment. Well, you're never, you'll never have a meeting. Well, you can, because you can regulate the amount of public comment that's going on. The time. You give them time factors. And, and not every meeting you're going to have 10, 15, 20 people standing there wanting to talk oh, to Oh, I don't know. Well, then give them the opportunity to do so. And look, you know, those commissioners are paid for whatever they're paid for. And if you can't, maybe you need to sit there for a full eight hours of a day having a meeting. 
if you've really got that many people that want to talk. Uh, now, it's not going to happen that way every time, and I just know the public's not going to do that every time. And, uh, you know, you have to give some, maybe you need to cut it down to two minutes per speaker, but you still give the individuals the time uh, to speak. The so I get to, to the end of my two minutes, on. and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and says, okay, thank you for your comment. Please set, sit down. Please uh, step away from the mic. Please give the next person their two minutes or three minutes or five minutes or whatever, and that person just continues to talk. What do you do then? Well, you have to, you know, that's why you have a sergeant of arms at most meetings. And, you know, some, well, you know, that's, it's, it's symbolic, but that's what they're well, there they for. Well, they have law enforcement there every and there's, meeting. You know, yeah, I mean, there, look, it has to be, there has to be public decorum to it, and there has to be some order to it. So if you've been allotted two or three minutes, whatever it is, and you don't want to go along with that two or three minutes, and here's something else that can happen that we've done at meetings. Let's say there's ten of us there that are patriots, and we all want to say something, but maybe a couple of those people really can't get their two minutes together. Well, give their two minutes to somebody else, maybe the person that's at the mic right now. I'll give you my two minutes so then now you start using that two minutes so there's there's a proper way of doing this and if you run it properly it doesn't disrupt everything that's going on and if you allow that interaction boys i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you real quick when you offer this up to begin with it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to get their two minutes and i don't think that you can give somebody uh, your two minutes because you're not guaranteed two minutes to speak it 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 has to do if you want to do it at the beginning if you want to do it at the end it's it's i understand the decorum i understand the process and the procedures but i think there's going to be a lot of people that want a lot more than two minutes let me ask you a question why do you think there'll be people coming out of the woodwork well because it's this is something new and it's something that hasn't been done in a long time so there's going to be a lot of people there that want to get their say in and if you're going to give me my two minutes then by god i want it and I want to talk about whatever is on my mind, if it's my road, if it's my uh, uh, commissioner, if it, whatever it is. Well, then that may be, but isn't that at least some clue as to how bad things are being managed, that there's exactly. so many people upset exactly. wanting to speak? And I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. And if you haven't been given that forum before then you're going to want to utilize that forum sure. that you've never had. And as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and, and the, maybe even the thinking that, hey, this is going to go away. Let me go get my two cents in. Right. But then after I think we go through that cycle of people that really just want to get something off of their chest uh-huh. and they've had the opportunity to do so, it'll settle down to a normal uh, a normal action, a normal meeting. Look, I, I know that from from – County and here and other places, you know, you talk about people can't go to a meeting uh, during the middle of the day because they work. All right, that's fine. A lot of commissions have tried to have meetings of an evening, mm-hmm. and guess who shows up? Virtually no one. Exactly. So, so there's the thing. You know, you 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 can't have it both ways. You either want to show up and do, or you want to show up and you don't. And when you don't, then I don't need to make the time for you anymore because you're not willing to participate in what we've given you the opportunity to do right so you go back to normal daytime meetings like you always have now can you throw maybe one evening meeting in a month just because to give those couple of people that want to try sure why not try that well, something new for a little mm-hmm. while maybe just one meeting a month you have it of an evening instead of during uh, the day you know and you go from there i kind of think it's important for our elected officials to be out in the public not just at a meeting but just out i'm talking about when events go on whether it's if yeah, you're sure. a Republican at the Republican Club meeting oh, yeah. or whatever, yeah. if you're out in the yeah. community mixing it up, um, a lot of those people are not going to show up and take up the county 
uh, meeting time because you've already talked to them, you mm-hmm. know, truth and, and a lot of people just want to vent, so to speak. Sure, sure, a lot of truth. But but when you're not doing those things and when you're not uh, out among the people, uh, there's no outlet, <clears throat> right? And so you somewhat bring some of that on yourself, I guess. Yeah, you have to you have to be accessible, you know. Yes, All accessible. The, you have to be accessible and uh, uh, allow people to, uh, you know. Yank on your coattail. Well, and and while I understand that, I I also understand it from the perspective of the person who is in office, because not being in office myself personally, but being out in out and about, I got there was a guy uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was at a Laker football game, and he came up and started complaining to me about the new service that they use. I don't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore. So why yeah. are you complaining to me about the news service that they use? I don't work there anymore. I can't do anything about it. And and, and the thing is, is when you see some of these people well, out in public, like with their families and things like that, leave them the hell alone. Well, there's that too. They're, yeah, I'm not talking about a dinner. I'm talking about actual well, these events. People don't people understand it, and people don't get it. No, you're right. And if I they mean, see somebody, they're going to make a beeline for them because they've got a they've got an axe to grind, and they want to do it now. Nine o'clock is our time. Got to step away for information at the top of the hour. Stacy Johnson with Lake Expo will check the weather. We'll hear from Chris Schneider with a check of sports. It's all coming up on 89.3 The Key. And your phone calls are welcome. Matt Burns is here. Ike Skelton is here. KB is here. Five seven three six. Three three five three nine five. It's the key. It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to eighty-nine point three KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. The key. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, October 20th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. The Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen has set for a final vote on an ordinance to end the Pruitt's Point TIF. Now, the way this TIF was set up, some of the sales tax collected at the popular shopping center went towards paying it off. Now that the debt is repaid, those sales taxes will start going to the different taxing bodies for that area, like the city, state, and fire district. The board will be voting on Thursday on whether or not to terminate and dissolve the TIF district. It's a great day for deeds at the lake. The Community Foundation of the Lake says a recent champagne campaign raised a jaw-dropping $50,000. Now all that money goes straight to Lake Area Charities. The Community Foundation is a kind of conduit for charitable giving at the lake. They help point donations in the direction the donor wants them to go, and they follow up to make sure the money is being used as it was intended. To learn more, visit communityfoundationofthelake.com. It's a great week for fun fall events here at the lake. Mecca Farms is back and better than ever. This lake area pumpkin patch boasts a 150-foot slide, corn crib, obstacle course, and more pumpkins than you can shake a stick at. Come out Saturday and Sunday for all of October and enjoy the fall fun. On Thursday, Lake Breeze Terrace is hosting a ghouls gathering for kids and adults alike. There will be kids games and a haunted maze for those 14 enough and if you're brave enough to try it looking for some non-spooky fun check out lake medical spas fall fiesta with giveaways food trucks and live demonstrations on thursday october 21st get more lake of the ozarks news at lakeexpo.com download a free app from the app store and google play lakeexpo.com the lake's trusted news source 
Join We the People of Camden County on Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach. Their guest speaker will be St. Louis Attorney Mark McCloskey, who is running for the United States Senate. We the People of Camden County will again ask the candidate to answer their six specific questions, as well as taking questions from those in attendance. Doors open at 5, and the event begins at 6.30. Attorney Mark McCloskey, Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach, presented by We the People of Camden County. Front Porch Village, Too Fast, Run to the Porch, 5K and One Mile Walk Run, will be held on October 30th at Lynn Creek Memorial Park. Check-in will be at 8 a.m., and the race run will start at 9 a.m. All proceeds for this event go to Front Porch Village. Front Porch Village is a nonprofit tiny house community that will provide affordable, sustainable, and transitional housing for single parent families in Camdenton. To register or to find out more information, please go to www.tickettaylor.com slash events slash tree 197 ministries. Hope to see you there. It takes a community to build a village. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. It's 906. Thanks for joining us. 89.3 The Key and The Daily Show. And by golly, old Matt Burns was here and, uh, you know, he started it. He he got he stirred the pot, but then he decided he was uh, was going to take off. So 
It, uh, it is Ike and myself, and uh, your phone calls are welcome for us uh, here this morning at 573-633-5395. Uh, that's uh, 633-K-E-Y-K. Easy to remember that way. Yeah, boy, the easier the better, man. <laughs> don't be throwing, me, don't be right. throwing stuff in front of me to confuse me. <laughs> right. I can do that by myself. I don't need any help. I like the kiss principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely, man. Seventy-five. Uh, the expected high today. Forty-seven. The low tonight. Could see uh, maybe a scattered shower or thunderstorm developing this afternoon. Some clouds this evening that will give way to what they're calling mainly clear a sky. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Forty-seven. The low. We're looking for a high tomorrow of around 62, 69 on Friday, 68 with scattered thunderstorms on Saturday. Scattered thunderstorms mainly early on Sunday, high of 75. Then Monday, looks like uh, we'll hit a high of around 71 degrees. 58 now with uh, a few clouds moving through the area. And uh, we have got Chris Schneider standing by with a check of sports on 89.3, the key. Mr. Schneider, take it away, sir. Thank you, KB. Good Wednesday morning. There's a whole lot of sports to talk about. Baseball playoffs, ALCS, the Astros score in the ninth to beat the Red Sox and even the series at two wins apiece. Game five goes in Boston this afternoon, four o'clock. In the meantime, the Dodgers rallied late to beat the Braves, six to five. So Atlanta up two games to one in that series. Game four in Los Angeles later tonight. Of course, the winners of those two series. The American League and National League Championship Series will advance to play in the World Series. Hockey, the Blues are 2-0. They'll be in Vegas tonight. The Blues' home opener will be against the Kings on Saturday. Friday night, high school football, 6-2 Camdenton with a huge game at home against 5-3 Rolla. They play for district uh, seedings as the playoffs are just around the corner. 3-5 Osage, home to 6-2 Blair Oaks. Same thing, big game for Osage. Ages, they try to play for seeding in the playoffs. Now you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's High School Football Coaches Show every week during the season. They talk about last week's game, preview this week's showdown. You can see the uh, coaches show Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, and 6 p.m. on Lake TV. Also Friday, 2 and 6 Eldon will be at 1 and 7 for sales. That is Lake TV's Game of the Week, pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on Friday. As for college football, Mizzou has this weekend off. The Tigers are 3-4. and four. MSU Bears are 4-2. and two. They will be at North Dakota State Saturday. So there's your sports on this Wednesday morning, KB. Back to you. All right, let's jump back in here and let you know that you are listening to The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key. And uh, KB here along with Ike Skelton. We're hanging out, having ourselves a, a nice little conversation about a variety of different topics. And again, if you'd like to chime in, 573-633-5395. I, I will tell you, we are expecting a, a phone call from a gentleman here. Uh, Dave Smith is his name. And we're going to talk a little bit about a, a personal situation that his son is involved in. And we'll wait for uh, Dave to give us a call here this morning. And we wanted to give him a little airtime because, uh, you know, I think, uh, again, as a community, we like being able to uh, reach out and help people 
when necessary. So thank you uh, again to this great community that supports all of the various causes and different things that are going on in and around the area. 9-11 is our time. And uh, again, we were kind of talking uh, about this uh, letter uh, or this blog, rather, uh, our good buddy Dave Maupin and his blog, Among the Dogwoods, where he chronicles and covers Camden County Commission meetings. So for those of you who uh, don't uh, uh, get to go, you can uh, simply subscribe to his blog, and it will tell you everything you need to know about the uh, various meetings. Uh, we'll uh, kind of get into the conversation a little bit because there was a little confusion maybe regarding the uh, uh, Tri-County Lodging Association and what it was that uh, they were doing at the commission meeting. I can tell you uh, just uh, as far as the most recent commission meeting, uh, the uh, second agenda item was for TCLA, Tri-County Lodging Association. The first speaker was Legina Fitzpatrick, the executive director of TCLA. Um, she explained that the agenda item was for TCLA to be designated by the commission as the DMO, Destination Marketing Organization for Camden County. This designation allows the TCLA to receive the Missouri state funds allocated by the Missouri Department of Tourism for Camden County. It sounded like the total amount of available marketing funds between Morgan Miller and Camden Counties was around $225,000 to $250,000. They won't know for sure until Missouri decides how much will be distributed. The designation of a DMO is for a five-year period. So essentially, I guess what they would do is receive that money and then uh, turn around and uh, utilize it for uh, tourism. Well, or there's, that's supposed to be the marketing arm, as it were, of Lake of the Ozarks, mm -hmm. is it not? They're supposed to do the advertising uh, across the country and, and try to do whatever they can to get... Uh, uh, to get folks to come here, businesses, I guess, as well, but mostly tourists. So um, I, they, I guess they already have the, the the structure in place to do all this. I'm wondering, though, if there is an, isn't another entity um, that would want to come along and uh, compete for that designation. Well, I don't know that we need another one. I well, well there, would still, there would only be one in the long run, but... You know, is there anybody that else that wants to have that designation? Because if they've got to be, if they've got to be given this DMO, uh, then, uh, like I say, is there another organization out there that would like to vie for that and try to say, hey, we can do a better job? Well, I don't know if that would be possible. If there's another marketing outlet in the Lake area that would do a better job, and you know, I, I see your point. I yeah. see exactly what yeah, you're yeah. saying. A uh, little healthy competition yeah. isn't bad sure, at all. Sure. And uh, is is the current organization doing everything they can possibly do to maximize the uh, the dollars yeah, and, exactly. and make sure that the word is getting out yeah. about uh, the Lake of the Ozarks. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people have said over the years, you know, why do we see all these ads on certain uh, channels like the Travel Channel, for example, and some of the others that, uh, you know, Branson is, is a great place to go mm -hmm. in the state of Missouri. Why do we see these great commercials? Well, uh, and then they get into the argument that... Um, TV ads are so expensive, and you know how much how much money do you dedicate to TV, and does that leave you enough money for other outlets? Uh, I know they have the dining guide. I know they have the vacation guide that they do on a yearly basis. Um, I know that they do have some um, ad avenues as far as uh, Mike Shannon used to talk about the Lake of the Ozarks, and uh, Mike is getting ready to retire. His re I guess he's retired now. He's he's no longer with the organization. So they'll find somebody to do that. And, and they're, 
their hope there is that there are so many cardinal affiliates around the country, not just St. Louis and other parts of Missouri, but uh, they're, they're in other states as well, that that message will get out to people and interest them enough to want to come to the Lake of the Ozarks. So, and then of course, I guess you do radio, but there's always been some concern about how that money is divvied up and whether or not it's being used effectively. So, uh, like I said, I could, it's probably not a bad thing uh, for you to uh, to maybe add a little healthy conversation in there. So, yeah, if, if there was another outfit that uh, you know maybe that was their main uh, focus is marketing of businesses for just private you know, private use or whatever, uh, maybe they already have some sort of a, uh, a system in place that they could plug in Lake of the Ozarks and promote Lake of the Ozarks over all of the different, you know, uh, social media sites and, and uh, other things that they need. When I was in, uh, uh, was it Indianapolis maybe, uh, for a uh, convention, um, uh, one of these conservative outfits, I don't remember what it was, but anyhow, on the side of the building, they actually had a mural painted about Missouri. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was an advertising thing, you know, and it was all come to Missouri for tourism. And, uh, you know, Branson and, and Lake Ozark are... Um, well, we're kind of two different... Yeah, I think, I think, I think that, we do it a little differently than yeah, Branson. Yeah, yeah, because people aren't going down to Branson with the, with maybe living there. They're, you go to Branson, you spend an, a weekend or maybe a week, and you see all the shows, and then you go back home. Well, here at the Lake of the Ozarks, you come down for the weekend, you might wind up staying the rest of your life. You know, That's so, very possible. So, you know, there's, there's a little difference there, and, and uh, we have more of the water... Uh, sports, obviously, than uh, maybe some of the big shows and casinos. Well, they don't have casinos, but uh, the big shows and, and all this different amusement sort of stuff. So, you know, it's two totally different worlds. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I would just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying the TCLA shouldn't do it. Don't get me wrong, folks. I don't know their outfit and how they ran that well. Uh, maybe they're doing the best thing that they can with the buck they got and whatever, and we're getting the best bang we can. I'm just, you know, thinking about competition. I love competition. Let's, uh, let's delve into this uh, letter or this blog a little bit more and uh, get some explanation here. TCLA has already been designated by Miller County. Uh, she said uh, this, uh, Miss Legina Fitzpatrick, nice lady, by the way. I've had the opportunity to meet her. Uh, she said TCLA uses a single marketing firm, and they do not select their marketing company through a bidding process. When asked by Commissioner Gohagen if Camden County should designate a different DMO, she stated that the process required to certify a new entity to be eligible as a DMO can take up to two years. So that kind of addresses what you were talking <clears throat> yeah, about. Yeah, there you go. Commissioner, and, and, and I wonder why that is. Commissioner Hasty. Uh, stated he has had problems with the TCLA in the past. According to Hasty, he previously wrote a scathing letter regarding the accounting problems of TCLA. He feels that the new management of TCLA has made extraordinary efforts to comply with statutes. He also mentioned that the statutes are currently not very clear. Commissioner Gohagen asked if the Conventions and Visitor Bureau could be designated as the DMO for Camden County. He did not want to designate TCLA as the DMO for Camden County. Uh, of course, apparently, I think we know some of this, TCLA is currently involved in one or more lawsuits, one brought by plaintiffs in Miller County and another from plaintiffs in Camden County. And he says, uh, I'm not sure if this is a single lawsuit or several separate lawsuits. Commissioner Williams stated that the TCLA has come a long way. He said the commissioners need to pick a DMO or Camden County won't receive the money from the state. He clarified that when the commission previously 
stated that they didn't have authority over the TCLA. It was regarding how the TCLA spends the money allocated to them. The funding is passed through money, and the commission can't tell TCLA how to spend the money. So, so the money comes from the state, goes into the county coffers, and then the county distributes that to the DMO, in this case maybe the TCLA? Right, right, absolutely. Okay. Hey, caller, good morning. You are on uh, the, uh, the Key and The Daily Show. What's up? Hey, Kevin, Dave Smith. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good to hear from you this morning, and uh, and we've been awaiting your call. So uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the situation involving uh, Dave and his son, and I found out through uh, a, a Facebook post, uh, Dave uh, uh, personal messaged me, and, uh, and, and it's horrible, Dave, to hear uh, about your son, 36 years old, and he recently suffered a stroke? Yes. And Yeah, and... Uh, you know, he's worked hard all his life. He's 36 years old, you know, done done, done the right thing his whole life, uh, everything. And, and this was a really shocker. And he's a single dad and raising a, uh, a wonderful six-year-old daughter, you know, which is his complete life. And uh, that, that was the reason, you know, we, the GoFundMe got started. And uh, the GoFundMe actually got started by uh, Mark Moss of HydroHoist. I'm sure you know Mark. Polylift. And, uh, as, yeah, yeah, Polylift, and uh, he had, uh, uh, you know, his uh, office manager create it and start it and get it get it running. And of course, we're all sharing that, right? And uh, you know, which is which is awesome because everybody that knows my son loves my son. He's got a great reputation. He's known, you know, in the Sunrise Beach community there, and uh, I think it'd be hard pressed to find anyone say anything negative about him. He's, you know, I'm proud of him. But he's in, he's in a situation now. Right. I, uh, go ahead. No, I was I'm just agreeing with what you were saying there, and you know, it's I guess in this day and age, it's it's very rare to hear about a 36 year old uh, man having a stroke. I mean, uh, this was something that uh, obviously came out of the blue, and maybe he didn't realize and understand that he was having uh, issues along those lines with his heart. And so this is this is something that you don't normally hear about in a thirty-six-year-old person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, what what, what he suffered uh, from migraines, you know, for many many years. Right. And his uh, neurological doctor said that this is a very rare stroke that's caused uh, by the migraines, and it's called a migrainous infraction. Uh, and that's the technical term for it. Mm-hmm. And where, you know, these uh, severe migraines literally cause the stroke, which literally in, got an, an image of it where it literally killed a section of his brain. Mm. And that's where he's having trouble with the vision and uh, basically having to learn to read again and, mm-hmm. and you know, all the above. Mm. So. Well, we uh, certainly want to take the opportunity to get the word out about the GoFundMe page. And uh, the folks over at Polylift are just like that, uh, Dave. They're they're good folks. Yeah. They always support the community. And uh, Mark and Mike and, and everybody involved with that uh, company, uh, if there's an issue or a problem, uh, there's a good possibility that uh, uh, the folks from Polylift are going to step up. So we certainly appreciate their efforts in getting that GoFundMe page started. Where can people find the GoFundMe page? What do they uh, they have to do? Because I know you know it, it's simple for people who know about it, but there are a lot of people out there who may not realize how to go about getting to the GoFundMe page and and then being able to contribute to your uh, your son's cause. 
You know, I, I was thinking about that, you know, before the call, and, you know, it's it's not like you say go to something.com. Uh, it's basically being shared through Facebook posts right now, uh-huh. you know, and you, you say go find David Smith, which, which that's me, and Dave Smith is my son, and, you know, but trying to find David Smith on Facebook, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a pretty common name. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so I don't know if, we, if there's a way to, you know, you have an, op- an option to, you know, do, share a link or, or do something to, uh, you know, so your listeners can, I don't know if a station can, you know, add a link or, or whatever, but, uh, you know, I know it's on mine. It's on a few other people locally, you know, that have already started to, you know, multiply it out there. So uh, your suggestion is good as, you know, I, I mean, there I did find uh, when, when I, uh, let me. I can pull this up if somebody wants to take a note and write this down. Uh, this is as close as I could come with the GoFundMe. It's, and I can give you a, a URL that goes to it. That's uh, fine. Go right it's ahead. Kind of, it's uh, of course HTTPS, you know, colon double forward slash, and then it's GoFund.me forward slash. B as in boy, eight four one eight six D as in David F as in Frank. That's go dot. I'm sorry, GoFund dot me forward slash B eight four one eight six D F. Okay, well we'll see where that and, gets uh, us. And and uh, of course anybody knows Dave, anybody knows me, anybody that knows anybody affiliated with us. Uh, you know, reach out to us, and you know we'll get you to the GoFundMe. Well, I appreciate you, David, for taking the time to call us this morning and let us know just exactly how to get to that. And we wish your son all the best in the world, my friend, because you know, at at, at that young age, and certainly being a father, he's uh, probably—I would imagine—he's probably not concerned about himself so much as he is about his daughter. And, and that's the way David's been all his life. You know, he he's. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys. He's the first to help someone, the help first to help do anybody. And of course, his first concern wasn't, you know, himself. He's like, "Wow, I wonder how am I going to take care of my overhead? How am I going to support my daughter?" Right. You know, and, and on and on. And and so, you know, that there's there's things in the works, and you know, that's sometimes not the fastest, you know, things to take care of. But uh, the GoFundMe is a wonderful way to, you know, people to help. And I know Lake of the Ozarks and people I know. Very, very uh, generous, you know, community, and they love stepping up and helping, you know, legitimate situations like this. So I've got that and right. We're grateful. Yeah, absolutely. You've got that right. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to call us this morning. Again, we'll see if we can to set up a link on our uh, uh, radio dot live page uh, to the GoFundMe page. But uh, please pass along your uh, our thoughts and well wishes and prayers and good karma to your son and uh, hopefully a speedy recovery and he can get back to being the great person. Uh, Well, I guess he's never actually stopped being the great person he's always been. (laughs) But, you know, just so he has, uh, he he, he understands and realizes that the community is behind him and that uh, we want uh, want good things for him in the uh, days, weeks, months, Mm -hmm. and years to come so he can continue to spend a lot of quality time with his daughter and uh, really uh, enjoy that great relationship. 
uh, and KB, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity to help get this word out. Thank you so much. Our pleasure, David. Thank you for the time, sir. And uh, we'll uh, we'll keep uh, Dave in our thoughts and prayers. Appreciate the phone call, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Not a problem. So a member of our community is uh, is asking for a little help. Not necessarily him, but the GoFundMe page was established by the folks over at Polylift. And, of course, they are great people, as I said. And they will uh, continue to always be... Uh, about this community and what it stands for. We, you know, and th that individual's right. This community really steps forward for folks, and uh, I hope they'll do the same thing for this individual. It sounds like uh, uh, he had a really good life going and, um, you know, doing the right thing and, and being the right kind of person, and then uh, something like this uh, hammers us, you know, and, and uh, you don't see these things coming. So how do you, how do you really prepare for, for a situation that is going to be life-changing and possibly life-altering forever? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can maybe prepare for, you know, a couple of weeks without electricity or, or you know, one of the things that we talk about preparing for. But, uh, uh, my goodness, uh, pray for this pray for this family and, uh, and go check out that GoFundMe page. Yeah, and there are, uh, there are different folks. Uh, and, and if you go to the GoFundMe website, you can actually see some uh, GoFundMe pages that are already in, uh, in, in place. And uh, I, I guess if you go to the GoFundMe, you could find some of these things. But, um, again, uh, there's uh, different folks that uh, could use a hand once in a while. And, and, and this is just, I guess, kind of a way uh, to make that happen. So we wish Dave all the best in the world on his recovery. And, of course, his dad, David, I uh, appreciate you taking the time to reach out to me, sir, and, uh, and, and, and help us. Uh, help you to get the word out, and I've got the information here. So we'll see if we can't come up with uh, a link on our webpage uh, uh, for Dave's GoFundMe page. 9.28 is our time. Ike Skelton hanging out with us. Uh, tomorrow, Ike, we're going to have John Beckett on the program <clears throat> from the Good man. Republican Central Committee and to talk about their most recent meeting. On Friday, we will take the opportunity to uh, hear from uh, Bob Lynch from the Missouri Department of Transportation. We'll also get an opportunity to... Uh, Hear from Les Larson, who heads up the uh, Camden County Republican Club. Yeah, sure, yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. their uh, yeah. uh, p talk about their upcoming Patriot dinner. We'll also uh, talk about election integrity, mm. which I think is a very important topic. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, and in this day and age, uh, you know, w when we say election integrity, does it really send the message that it's supposed to send? And uh, I definitely wonder. Daily show, and uh, that uh, runs until ten o'clock. We'll hear. Freedom's Call coming up at 10. Stand for AG at 11. Artichoke Heart, that's uh, uh, Bill Munhausen's daughter Gretchen. And uh, that show will begin at uh, noon. 1 o'clock, we've got uh, Professor Jim Paisley with the True History Professor Program. Ed Choice Chats and uh, Bradley Berg and his program, Encompassed Purpose. Then we'll uh, just kind of rotate that whole schedule uh, around right. for you again. Uh, starting at 4 o'clock, where you'll hear, hear the Daily Show, and then again at midnight tonight, and we'll have a new Daily Show for you tomorrow from 8 until 10. We've got to jump in with a check of local news. Stacy Johnson, LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source at the lake. We'll hear from Chris Schneider as well with a check of sports. Right now, 58 degrees and a few clouds here in Camdenton. We are broadcasting live from the key gathering place, South Business 5, yes, in Camdenton. <laughs> I'm 
I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, October 20th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. The Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen has set for a final vote on an ordinance to end the Pruitt's Point TIF. Now, the way this TIF was set up, some of the sales tax collected at the popular shopping center went towards paying it off. Now that the debt is repaid, those sales taxes will start going to the different taxing bodies for that area, like the city, state, and fire district. The board will be voting on Thursday on whether or not to terminate and dissolve the TIF district. It's a great day for deeds at the lake. The Community Foundation of the Lake says their recent champagne campaign raised a jaw-dropping $50,000. Now all that money goes straight to Lake Area Charities. The Community Foundation is a kind of conduit for charitable giving at the lake. They help point donations in the direction the donor wants them to go, and they follow up to make sure the money is being used as it was intended. To learn more, visit communityfoundationofthelake.com. It's a great week for fun fall events here at the lake. Mecca Farms is back and better than ever. This lake area pumpkin patch boasts a 150-foot slide, corn crib, obstacle course, and more pumpkins than you can shake a stick at. Come out Saturday and Sunday for all of October and enjoy the fall fun. On Thursday, Lake Breeze Terrace is hosting a ghouls gathering for kids and adults alike. There will be kids games and a haunted maze for those 14 and up. And if you're brave enough to try it, looking for some non-spooky fun? Check out Lake Medical Spa's Fall Fiesta with giveaways, food trucks, and live demonstrations on Thursday, October 21st. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download a free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. The Serving Table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares and we need volunteers to join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook for The Serving Table. Key Radio is fortunate to have the support of our local underwriters. They make it possible to bring you our local programming. Thank you to Firefly Valley Farms, Skelton Key and Lock, Victoria Station, Jennings Insurance Group, and Skelton Tactical. You can support local programming by becoming an underwriter or to make your tax-deductible donation, call Key Radio at 573-280-0532. Thank you for supporting Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 The Key. 
Join We the People of Camden County on Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach. Their guest speaker will be St. Louis Attorney Mark McCloskey, who is running for the United States Senate. We the People of Camden County will again ask the candidate to answer their six specific questions, as well as taking questions from those in attendance. Doors open at 5, and the event begins at 6.30. Attorney Mark McCloskey, Thursday, October 21st at the Elks Hall in Osage Beach, presented by We the People of Camden County. Front Porch Village, Too Fast, Run to the Porch, 5K and One Mile Walk Run will be held on October 30th at Lynn Creek Memorial Park. Check-in will be at 8 a.m. and the race run will start at 9 a.m. All proceeds for this event go to Front Porch Village. Front Porch Village is a nonprofit tiny house community that will provide affordable, sustainable, and transitional housing for single-parent families in Camdenton. To register or to find out more information, please go to www.tickettaylor.com slash events slash tree 197 ministries. Hope to see you there. It takes a community to build a village. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. It is uh, 9.35. Thanks for joining us here Daily Show. Uh, I want to simplify something for you. We were talking with David Smith in the first portion of our 9 o'clock hour. His son Dave uh, uh, suffered a stroke and is in the process of trying to get back on his feet. So they have started a GoFundMe page for Dave. And rather than giving you the dots and the dashes and the numbers and all of this, all you have to do is simply look up the, the GoFundMe page. So you go to GoFundMe.com, and there's an area where it says search, and then you type in Dave Smith, and there are a few Dave Smiths there, but his GoFundMe page is probably, oh, I don't know, a row or two down. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to find it a lot easier that way. So if you'd like to help out Dave in his uh, recovery efforts, you simply go to GoFundMe.com, and then on the GoFundMe page, there's a search area. Click on the search. Type in the name Dave, D-A-V-E, Smith, S-M-I-T-H. No, uh, you know, pretty common spelling and everything. Sure. And Dave Smith, and you will find Dave's GoFundMe page, and you can contribute to it if that's what you feel like you, uh, you want to do. 9.36 is our time. Ike Skelton hanging on. I wonder what that old Matt Burns is up to. He comes in, stirs the pot, and then leaves. I wonder if he does if that's what he does in the morning. He acts like he's got a job or something. He I drives around and he goes from place to place to place, and he just stirs up the that pot. That could be it. And he says, uh, "Listen, uh, you know, uh, now that I've got everybody riled up, it's time for me to go." Yeah, uh, what a job. That that wouldn't be a bad job, <laughs> and maybe that's something I guess he could possibly do professionally. <laughs> uh, Seventy-five. The high low tonight at forty-seven. Could okay. see. An isolated shower or thunderstorm developing in this afternoon. 47. Maybe a stray shower or thunderstorm possible later tonight. Yeah, that's that's going to be great. Uh, and it will usher in some cooler temperatures. 62 for the high tomorrow. 69 on Friday. 68 with scattered showers on Saturday. And then Sunday, looks like some scattered showers and thunderstorms possible. Mainly in the morning, I'm going to say, with a high of 75. Monday's high of 71, 72 on Tuesday. And 70 degrees expected on Wednesday. All three days considered to be partly cloudy. 
for the extended period. So we'll see what the weather holds for us. One more check of sports. Chris Schneider standing by. We'll uh, let him jump in here with Lake TV from Lake TV to the key with sports. Thanks for listening to The Daily Show. KB, good Wednesday morning. There's a whole lot of sports to talk about. Baseball playoffs, ALCS, the Astros score in the ninth to beat the Red Sox and even the series at two wins apiece. Game five goes in Boston this afternoon, four o'clock. In the meantime, the Dodgers rallied late to beat the Braves, six to five. So Atlanta up two games to one in that series. Game four in Los Angeles later tonight. Of course, the winners of those two series the American League and National League Championship Series will advance to play in the World Series. Hockey, the Blues are 2-0. They'll be in Vegas tonight. The Blues' home opener will be against the Kings on Saturday. Friday night, high school football, 6-2 Camdenton with a huge game at home against 5-3 Rolla. They play for district uh, seedings as the playoffs are just around the corner. 3-5 Osage, home to 6-2 Blair Oaks. Same thing, big game for Osage. They try to play for seeding in the playoffs. Now, you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's High School Football Coaches Show every week during the season. They talk about last week's game, preview this week's showdown. You can see the uh, Coaches Show Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, and 6 p.m. on Lake TV. Also Friday, 2 and 6 Eldon will be at 1 and 7 for sales. That is Lake TV's Game of the Week, pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on Friday. As for college football, Mizzou has this weekend off. The Tigers are 3 and 4. MSU Bears are 4 and 2. They will be at North Dakota State Saturday. So there's your sports on this Wednesday morning, KB. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Chris Schneider. 940 is our time. We appreciate you uh, joining us here on The Daily Show. Ike Skelton is uh, still in the house with us. We like to have uh, Ike over on uh, Wednesdays to kind of just get a a little bit of an outside perspective. And before we uh, got into uh, the uh, information uh, at the bottom of the hour, we were talking a little bit about the TCLA and this uh, uh, DMO status that they were uh, talking about here. The DMO again is uh, let's see here the designated marketing destination marketing organization. So money comes from the state, goes right through the commission, and goes right to the TCLA, right? To be used to market to market the Lake, the Lake of the Ozarks, Ozarks. right? Well, and, and in particular, Camden County is what we're talking about in this instance. Well, I was wondering, because you mentioned that Miller County already had them designated. So do they get, does each county get this 200 whatever thousand dollars? I guess so. Oh, okay. okay. I guess so. So if you're Tri-County, you're, get, you're, you're looking at getting maybe close to seven, $700,000. Uh, $750,000. $750,000 from the three. And then, of course, there is a tax. Is that tax? Because I think that was part of the, the lawsuit. I don't know 100% Well, no, 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 no. Let's no. back up here for a moment. Okay. The total amount of funds allocated by the state for Miller, Morgan, and Camden County would be in the neighborhood of two hundred twenty-five to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They per don't, not per. Oh, just for the total. whole for the whole deal. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, that changes things quite a bit because you can't. I mean, let's be honest. You can't. 
I, I don't I don't know marketing, but I do pay for some advertising. <laughs> but I don't think you could do a whole lot with two hundred and fifty grand, do you? For nationwide, I mean, you know, a nationwide uh, program to really try well, to bring people. To then the you state. get money from the lodging tax as so well. The, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, which they almost almost blew that with that whole soccer field yeah, deal where they I wanted to well. jack the lodging tax and you know, you know. there's a there's a boundary you got to stay within and you step out that bounds of the people in this community will let you know and they did when they sure voted did. that they voted that issue down handily that's right so now um they were talking about some of these lawsuits that uh, the tcla is currently involved in and uh, then uh, commissioner don williams stated that the tcla has come a long way he said the commissioners need to pick a DMO, or Camden County won't receive the money from the state. He clarified that when the commission previously stated they didn't have authority over the TSA, or TCLA rather, TSA, it was regarding how the TCLA spends the money allocated to them. The funding is passed through money, and the commission can't tell TCLA how to spend the money. The commission only has three weeks to designate a DMO. Commissioner Gohagen wanted to know why uh, this item had been brought before them so uh, on such short notice. Mm. Charles McElier, legal advisor to the commission, said he had been made aware of this issue only three weeks before. Commissioner Hasty stated that the business district is the final arbiter of how the money gets spent. And so Commissioner Williams made a motion to designate TCLA as the DMO for Camden County. Commissioner Gohagen made a motion to deny the designation, Commissioner Hasty said there was already a motion on the floor. When Commissioner Gohagen refused to second Williams' motion, there was a pause, and then Commissioner Hasty seconded it. The designation passed two to one with Commissioner Gohagen voting against uh, it. TCLA will now be the uh, Mm. DMO for Camden County for Mm. five years. Yeah, I don't like that five-year designation myself. I think that uh, uh, it's kind of like an elected official for four years almost. Um, and maybe four years ain't so bad, but well, when me, we have let, senators for six years. Let right? me explain from the ad- advertising perspective, okay? If you, you, need, uh, you need an opportunity to build a base when it comes to advertising and marketing. Okay. So it I takes a little bit of momentum, you know, to get, to get yeah, rolling. Okay. But again, I think the, uh, the one thing that we should be doing is being mm-hmm. extremely vigilant and staying on top of how TCLA is spending this money. You know, what is it going towards? Is it, and, and, and more importantly, do the folks that, you know, uh, collect this lodging tax and turn around and give it to TCLA, what is their representation in all of this? And how are they, uh, how are they contacted to make sure that, you know, they're on board with a lot of these things? Yeah, it sounds to me like we got a lot of questions that probably need to be answered. And one that I have, you, you mentioned it earlier, you said that, didn't you say that it's passed through money so the commission can't determine what they're going to pay, you know, what they're going to use that money for or right. how? So if you monitor, I guess the only reason you would monitor to see if they're, if they're doing what they should be doing is so that at the end of five years, you know, whether you want to reinstate them or not as the DMO or if there would be some competitor that would come along that can do a better job uh, for the money that they're getting. And... Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Any of these entities that don't have a mechanism for accountability, I really, really don't like them very much because, um, you know, the people that pay into it or whatever have no way to come forward and say, well, you're doing a bad job and we need to pull you from being able to do this. And uh, so we got to make sure there's some accountability. And I don't know how much there is. You brought that up right. about the taxing. You know, once, once that you're, you're taxed, 
do you get to tell the TL- TCLA what to do with that money? Uh, are the uh, you know do all the the different entities around the area here, the lodgings uh, and hotels, do they you know um, I don't know if they have meetings and they come along and say, well, you know, well, you shouldn't be doing this and and you know this or that and fire that president of the TCLA or what have you. I don't, it, a lot of questions. Need to look into this to find out how it works better. 573-633-5395, the number to call if you can help us out. We might be in a bit of a fog as far as some of these uh, things. Uh, there was a public comment period at yesterday's meeting, and um, obviously they said there's a lot of distrust of the TCLA in the community. People had issues with the way it handled its finances and its voting process. Defenders of the TCLA stated the organization has improved its procedures and is not doing business the way it was done in the past. The TCLA invited the commissioners to attend their meetings to observe. I think that's that's a good, sure. good way to do things. Yeah. You know, Commissioner, Commissioner Hasty stated he expects that the statutes that govern TCLA will be clearer once the judges make rulings on some of these lawsuits. Um, here's the thing. Now, we've had this big boom at the Lake of the Ozarks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we've been on CNN and we've been <laughs> on, you know, we, we've got national good, coverage. Yeah. We've gotten world, global coverage, if you were. And so that's really attracted a lot of people to the Lake of the Ozark. Yes, it has. And also that other little show out there called Ozark. Yeah. A lot of people have come to the Ozarks. <laughs> so let's say, you know, we've had a good year uh, and we can, we, can, we can track that based on sales tax information, yeah. you know, how well we're doing with sales sure. tax. So then does the TCLA step up and say, well, now we're responsible for that because that was, that was our marketing and our advertising campaign. Or is it really, are they responsible for the boom? Or is it the fact that, you know, COVID basically put us on the map and everybody was coming here and everybody was wanting to buy a home or property to build a home or buy a boat or buy a dock or, you know, come to their second home and, 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 and the, this is a place to live. I think that's exactly how it happened more than anything else. Uh, you know, it's it. I guess they say in advertising you want to keep your name out there so that, uh, you know, it's at the top of people's, you know, right at the tip of people's tongues, what have right. you. And I think TCLA can help do that. But this massive influx that we've had of people and uh, you, you cannot possibly buy the type of advertising we got from the mainstream media. And they thought they were doing something bad to us. They thought they were showing some negative activity going on down here. You know, these schlubs down in Lake of the Ozarks, these these people that just want to, you know, get in this whole soup of COVID pool, you know, or whatever. And, and uh, it backfired on them if they thought that they were going to uh, uh, take uh, Lake of the Ozarks out of the, out of the way. It backfired on them. Let's take a phone call here this morning. And Excellent. caller, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, The Daily Show. Good morning to you. Hey, thanks, KB and Ike. This is Misty. How are you? Good morning. Doing Good, well. Doing well. Thank you. So I sat in that commission meeting yesterday, and I have to be honest that I don't understand all the details and ins, of, ins and outs of how the TCLA and CVB are structured. But I made a couple of observations, and I, I actually spoke to that exact point you just made, that we couldn't buy the amount of advertising that we got last year. But what we did have questions in the meeting was, okay, I'm going to back up to about how the, the meeting was structured, that we walked in with an agenda that said TCLA and parking lot lights, and that's all. So we had no heads up on what the details of what was to be spoken about about the TCLA. 
And then we were told the public comment was first. Again, no other information about what the details were. So I was very blindsided, and several of us were. We knew TCLA was an issue. We know there's a lawsuit. We have concerns about the auditing of the entity, how the entity's running, all of that thing. But what we were told in the meeting after the public comment was over was that we had until November 5th to sign the paperwork to qualify to get that approximately $225,000 from the state of Missouri. So we better hurry up and sign the bill before we see what's in the bill with how it felt. So we didn't have time to ask, is there another entity, just like you spoke about earlier, is there another entity such as TCLA or the equivalent of that might want this? The other question was the entity that TCLA has hired to create the advertising, does that ever go out for bid? Well, the answer was no. Okay, so how do we know that we're getting the biggest bang for our buck and they're working efficiently? We don't have any way to find out. The gentleman from the um, brewery right up the top of KK spoke, and he actually cited the statute it says that the commission does have some oversight. And Commissioner Hasey, presiding Commissioner Hasey, said, well, we're waiting for the judge to rule. That could be any day. But we need to sign this to make sure we don't miss the $225,000 approximately. So, it's so kind of, it was, uh, go ahead. It's really kind of a rock and a hard place then. We, we've got this uh, this hard Hard date coming up of what I think you said November fifth, right? And so then you, you're going to have to act in some regard, or and that's you know you say you're going to lose the money. Well, I mean it's it's tax money that's being designated for this purpose, and and uh, you know we do need to promote the area and different things in the state. So maybe it is a good uh, good use of money. We're not going to argue all that right now, but we got to make sure that that some entity gets it. I think that my concern is maybe the same as yours is you have a five year time period on this. With which, uh, but we can't change that right now either. Well, there there is the existing two year portion of it where they say you know if we have to if we have to you know bid out or something oh. that's that's a two year okay. uh, issue that's a two year deal and then whoever gets the gig gets it for five years. Okay. And, and I think right. also that's some. The kicker was no, go ahead. We go ahead. had to act so fast to hold us, and now we're stuck in the in the same place for five years. Since now the paperwork is signed, we don't get to reevaluate next year or allow somebody else to say, hey, I'd like to try this or I'd like to at least make a proposal. We are now locked in to exactly what we've had for the next five years, and there's virtually nothing we can do unless something happens between now and November the 5th. We also are taking the sole word of the presiding commissioner and the executive director of TCLA that the process can take can take up to two years. So, are we sure it takes two years, or is it that the, we just want to keep everything in place and not rock the boat? Well, I, I think so those were questions that we couldn't ask because we didn't know in the public comment section what was actually going to be discussed, and then the commission hurry up and vote. And then we get to comment after the fact 
then we knew the details. Okay. Yeah, it's, but it sounds, I guess they could have tabled it for a day or something of that nature and, and deliberated it yeah. overnight and, and maybe brought it back up. But, but you know, part of that to me, and, and this might sound a little crass or what have you, but I think that, you know, if there was another entity in the area that wanted to take over the responsibilities that TCLA is doing, maybe they should have known that this deadline was coming up, that this money existed, and that they were going to have to get their hands, uh, you know, their name in the, in the, in the hat, as it were. And if, and if no entity stepped forward to do that, then, then here you go. You have the TCLA. And it's also my understanding that the only individuals that have a vote or a say in what happens is in the TCLA are those that are being those entities that are being taxed. So that would be the lodging communities, and not so well, me or you, KB, really can't go to a TCLA meeting and say, "Well, you shouldn't be president. I want to vote for somebody else," or "You shouldn't spend the money this way because we don't." And they have the they they have the ability for proxy vote <clears throat> as well. So keep that in mind. Okay, proxy vote and yeah, how that plays but out, whole, but still of only those that are. This is a whole interesting circus. Yeah, yeah. Caller, thank you so much. Appreciate you chiming in this morning. Good to hear from you, and uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and, I will say this as well. Now, uh, another bit of inform- information that I received here. Uh, someone said that uh, I looked up the DMO requirements, and I have questions whether the TCLA even qualifies. <laughs> but most importantly. All that is due by November 5th is the application for certification. Ah. It does not need to be approved by then. This certification is uh, for F fiscal year 2023, which begins in July of 2022. So all of the doublespeak about needing approvals by November 5th is and a... taking it uh, taking two years is a, f- a flat-out lie, they say here. Mm-hmm. More scare tactics and lack of doing their homework. This took... Uh, uh, me less than 10 minutes of Googling the DMO certification process. Had I known beforehand what the actual topic was on the agenda, I would have brought handouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that really makes sense because Missouri's budget has already been figured out and voted on and approved. Yeah. So anything happening uh, in the future, is that's going to be the next fiscal year. So that only makes sense that they would have to go through that process. Well, here the thing is, is they wait until the three weeks... Thing? And approach the commission about it, and all these people in the in the room, and and again, it's something as simple as just doing a little homework. Yeah. And they were put in a position to vote on what they should have done is they should have tabled it. Yes. Because yes. three weeks, I mean, at least, oh, why did you make the vote right then and there? Yeah. You could have no. taken the time to step back, have somebody look this up, do the research, and then addressed it. Maybe at uh, I guess is, there's probably a commission meeting. Either they today can, or they tomorrow, make, they can make them whenever we want to, as long as you they know. We took the notice. time. We took the time to do the research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they didn't even bother to do that. No, it they just sound voted like it. on it right yeah. then and there. Yeah, it sounds like they rely on uh, outside information way too much and don't take the don't do their due diligence to look these things up and find out. And and I agree with you hundred percent. When when somebody throws something at you right now, it's, oh, we got to act today. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you don't have to act today unless you did it on purpose to put me in a position to where I have to act today. You know, they did that that way, so we almost had to act. And I'm with you. They should have tabled it for 24, 48 hours, looked at it a little bit more. Look, there's <laughs> one thing else beautiful about Camden County. A lot of folks around here like to dig into what's going on yeah. and find any. You know, and the commissioner could say, would somebody look this up? I'll guarantee you you're going to get more information than you ever wanted. So Somebody shows up, so, yeah. screams, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Somebody, and then 
and then our, our cries wolf, whatever. Yeah. And and then this is how mm-hmm. this shouldn't have been voted on. This no. should have it should have been given uh, more time uh, to be looked into, mm-hmm. and they didn't bother to do it. And so then uh, there you get what you get. You got to pump the brake sometimes and slow things down. And yeah. and you know. Uh, if you lose in the end, then maybe you should realize that you need to have your ducks in a row a whole lot better and be more prepared next time. Now, the only one caveat here, yeah. and that's these judges. The lawsuits, you have to deal with that. And judges usually aren't on a time frame no. that anybody else is. They don't care about deadlines. They don't care about hoops you have to jump through. Uh, they're going to do their thing when they do their thing, and they're going to make their ruling. So that's the only caveat I would give all of this is you have to wait for those judges to come up with what uh, what's really out there. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, you still had, quite frankly, right, right around approximately two weeks. Yeah. Before November the fifth, right? Yep. yep. And so you could have voted on this at a later meeting. Absolutely. You should have taken the time to rather than vote on it, because it's it sounds to me like it was almost the one-two punch. Somebody show up, somebody scream, the sky is falling, and in order to satisfy people, well, we'll we'll, we'll act on it immediately. When you should have more or less just taken a, uh, as you said, Ike, a more of a backseat approach. You could almost say it was, you know, I don't know. No, or, no, 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 not not <laughs> not that, not coordinated. <laughs> We don't know that for no, sure, we and don't, we don't want to we assume. Don't, huh? We certainly don't want to assume. 9.59 is our time. We're just about ready to put this one uh, to bed for the day. I will remind you that, of course, we'll uh, rebroadcast the Daily Show at 4 o'clock, then again at midnight, and a brand-new Daily Show tomorrow morning from 8 until 10. Our guest uh, will be Mr. John Beckett from the Republican Central Committee. We're going to talk a little bit about their meeting, which I think has uh, either uh, it was either today uh, or will be today or uh, was yesterday. But we'll get all the particulars and all the details. Ike Skelton, as always, sir, thank you so much for joining us. I've enjoyed it. I appreciate doing it every week. I sure do. We'll see you back here on Wednesday from 8 yes, until sir. 10. Looking for a high today of around, oh, 75 degrees or so, maybe an isolated shower or thunderstorm uh, both today and into tonight where we'll drop down to 47 for the overnight low. Right now we are looking at 60 degrees.